The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Appleton. It's Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Alright, alright, welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. On the line is my co-host, Dick Bixby, or AJ Applegarth. What's up, man? AJ, you there, man? I am not hearing you. Let's try this again. AJ, we do not have AJ, so um, we will be moving on, let him call back in here and get moving on with the show, Um, want to say I am glad to be back for sure, I had to take off last week, had some uh, things going on, I, I couldn't get in to the show. So thanks to AJ for stepping in and uh, heard there were a little technical difficulties last week. So maybe this is part of it. So let's try to bring him on again. AJ, you there? Dude, you're totally out. Um, I don't know what's going on. Um, Your headset is not working or something. So uh, maybe try the phone or something. So anyway, uh, so yeah, tonight's show, we're going to be talking about, of course, what everybody's talking about, all these tight end injuries, man. Like it was a bad, bad, bad week for tight end injuries. Um, just covering some of the, the more, you know, the, the more top headlines for the past week, kind of leading into week three, uh, going to some other injuries, replacement players, waiver wire pickups that you should, should be grabbing in case they weren't picked up already. And then go through our normal week three business with the high scoring, lowest scoring game of the week, you know, kind of a game to avoid game to kind of target, especially in this DFS leagues you're in Uh, some sleeper and bust players. If you're trying to pick up some replacements for injured guys as well. And even just some DF, you know, big time DFS guys to grab for a discount or, you know, some of these more higher-priced guys that you should probably avoid. Uh, our, our streaming defense for the week. And then I got a couple Twitter, Twitter questions um, at the end here. So let's try AJ again. You there this time? We are not getting you. Um, so... We will just go ahead and have the show without him. Apparently, I'm going to be riding solo without him today. Um, that's that's going to be fun. So, of course, we got to start with these tight ends, man. Um, God, what a what a disaster! I mean, like five tight ends got injured last week. All top guys, um, you know, start at the top here. With the Rob Gronkowski, um, you know, dealing with a groin injury, they're saying he was, you know, he took himself out of the game, 
but you know he he didn't practice today. You never know what to think with the Patriots, um, so it's 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 hard to say if he's going to play and if he is going to play if he's a hundred percent healthy. I don't know. It. I think if you have Gronk at this point, you better go out and grab yourself a backup tight end. You know, hopefully somebody like Dwayne Allen is out there because if he's out there, um, he's going to be the, the the clear the clear guy to, to get a lot of a lot of um, extra boost here. With, with Gronk out, so that that's the number one guy I would go after if you are a Gronk owner. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some other tight ends a little bit later on in the show that that you can pick up here. Um, so, you know, maybe you know keep keep tuned in for that. The the next guy, and this is the biggest injury of them all, honestly, um, just because of the severity of it. Greg Olson, um, you know, likely done for the season here. If it already hasn't been announced that he is out, he broke his foot. Um, I'm, I'm going to take a big guess here and say that he is, he is done for the year. Um, he's on injured reserve. I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, you know, they, they haven't, they haven't officially put him on the, the return list and I don't think they're going to. So, this is going to be a big blow. I think this is going to be a trickle down effect down the line for all the Panthers players, especially, you know, starting with Cam Newton, it's going to affect him. You know, he's kind of a security blanket. Um, it's going to affect the running game. I think the only positive to come out of it is, you know, maybe some of these secondary receivers like Devin Funches might get some extra targets. Um, but, I don't know if that's going to be enough for me to really like a whole lot of the Panther offense the rest of the season here. Um, AJ, you there this time? We do not have you. I don't know what's going on. Is it me? Am I, am I out? I feel like I'm hearing other sound. So um, I do not know what's going on. Uh, So we will just continue on here and and hope that he can figure this out. Um the next guy and honestly I don't I don't even know if you can uh if you if you can even expect this to be you know I don't, I don't what I meant to say is I don't think this is much of a surprise. Um Jordan Reed of course is now yeah, he was already injured coming into the season. He was dealing with the toe injury. Now Jordan Reed is dealing with what they're calling an SC joint injury. I'm not even 100% sure what that is. It's something in the chest. Um, so he he didn't practice today. The coach is already saying, you know, look – He's just plain not healthy right now. I mean, there's nothing else to it. He's just not healthy. Um, so I am, I'm just kind of down on him right now. And um, 
you know, that's, that's, I don't think I would run the risk of, of him coming in. AJ, are you finally there? Can you hear me now? I can. Oh, what is going on, man? Praise Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, can I get an the... amen? <laughs> what got happened? a miracle happening in here. <laughs> what happened? I, I, have, I, I have no idea. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> to just a. Just the the the, the follow up from last last week's debacle. Of I was just I was just saying disconnection and, and connection and disconnection. And me trying to read Twitter on my phone and and talk uh, to myself <laughs> while Richard was trying to talk to me. So yeah, it was uh, awesome. it was fun. I mean, it turned out to be a pretty good show. You know, the the take two version of it at least. Um, yes, we uh, we we removed take one. So. Yeah, you're welcome. Welcome <laughs> for not having the dead air. Um. So anyway, we are covering the tight ends, all the injuries. I'm on to Jordan Reed. Yeah. Jordan Reed injury, obviously not a surprise, man. Like this is why <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't draft a guy. I just I can't draft him. Gronk injury, I don't draft him. This is why I don't draft these guys. They cost yeah. too much for where. You have to get them. Now, Reed fell. So fine, whatever. If, you know, he fell to like sixth, seventh round. I guess the price isn't too high for what you can get. But I don't know, man. He was already coming into the season with an injury. Now he's dealing with a chest injury. Coach is saying he's not healthy. I think you got to run the other way with him right now. Like, I don't think I'm dropping him, but you got to go give yourself a backup for this week, especially. Um, yeah. You know, may- maybe go out there and grab the Vernon Davis. Um, and some some of these other guys we're going to mention later. But, you know, Vernon Davis is another one, just like with Gronk and Dwayne Allen. I think you have to go get them. Um, moving on, Jimmy Graham. Ugh, this one hurts, man. I, I, uh, I took the plunge on Jimmy Graham in one league. It, it's not working out. He's been bad this season. And now he's got an ankle injury, and he's questionable for week three. I think yeah, even if he goes out there, like, I'm not loving it. Um, I don't know, man. It's a tough situation with Graham. I mean, he's got four receptions for a whopping nine yards. Oof. That is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so... If honestly, if you are in a non PPR league, Graham has you zero points for the entire season. Yeah, I'm trying to pull wow. him up on uh, that's pretty in my fantastic. league to see what he's got. My, for my brother, he's got a whopping two points. Um, you are in a half point PPR league. Yep, <laughs> two points. And you must he, have a full ten yards to get the point then, because he doesn't have a full yard or doesn't full, full ten yards. He got the half a point for the reception in week two, and he's went three for eight yards. He got a point and a half somehow. Well, I guess just just straight receptions. He's got four total receptions, so he's got two points. That's it. Wow, that's pretty fantastic. Of course, in the league I have him, he's got four point nine. So yeah, yeah, not a whole lot better. I definitely picked up a backup this week. Um, I am now carrying. I'm doing. I'm doing the AJ and carrying two tight ends because I have no choice. I'm I was going to say I, I'm 
I'm up to uh, I'm up to three tight ends in the fantasy six pack league right now. I got Zach Miller, I got Hunter Henry, and I got uh, Ben Watson. Um, Henry last year. Uh, yeah, I think it it probably is. I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. Yeah, three tight ends at one point last year. Yeah, have fun with that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy Graham, another injury. Tyler Eifert, I mean, another one of these guys, like, I don't know what to do with him. He's been pretty bad along with the entire Bengals offense. Um, something else we'll get into here um, a little bit with them and the, and the offensive coordinator change, you know, see if we think this will make any sort of difference. Um, Tyler Eifert, though, he did not practice today. He's got knee and back injuries. Um, I think, again, with him, it's another one of those – you need to get a backup tight end for these guys. You know, these are all guys that can be top-notch players when they're healthy. Um, now, if you wanted to drop Tyler Eifert, I might be okay with it. But I don't think you can drop any of the other guys. Uh, I think you're – well, except for Olsen, obviously. Uh, but, you know, Reed, Graham, Gronk, I don't think you're dropping them. I think you're just going to have to eat another spot, you know, take another spot up with, with tight end at this point. Um, you know, those, those guys are just too good. Eifert's kind of a little down the radar for me. He's just, I mean, this guy's even healthier less than all the rest of the guys. Like, and he, you know, he might even try and play through it and he's pretty terrible when he does. So I'm not, I'm not high on him there at all. Um, So we were going to do something, and I guess we can still do it since it's early enough in the show. So we were going to flip the switch on, uh, flip the script on everybody a little bit, and uh, and let you kind of lead the show here, and let me do a little more of the analysis, like you know you usually do. So you still good with that? Yeah, I think. Uh... That. I think we can make that work. You know, I'll, right. like I said, it'll be it'll be a little more of a uh, transition from from last week and my running the the solo dead air show, and then uh, the you know the, the tag team with Richard. So yeah, it'll be good. Let's uh, let's do it. All right, you are cutting out a little bit on me, but um, all right, I might, I might get I, now. It might I just think, be my voice because I am kind of sliding off a. Uh, no, it's definitely choppy. It's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely choppy. So, uh, but all good. We'll get through it. I think I think we hear you enough that we can get through this. So, uh, go ahead, man. Like mm. that was just me fucking with you. Anyway, oh. all right. All so, right. <laughs> uh, another. Uh, Another injury <clears throat> that we were that we were didn't have initially listed. I just threw him on here. Is uh, uh, if I can get this link up to work, uh, Jesse James for Pittsburgh. He uh, started off. He had a pretty pretty solid opening to the season so far. Um, but again, it's it's just another tight end that's going down. You know, he went out on the first drive of the game. Um, he did return, you know, the following possession. So 
see what what's to to come with that it might just be nothing but anyway um yeah so the the next thing we wanted to uh touch on here was uh sam bradford um and and how he was coming off of a huge week one performance um allowing for stefan diggs adam thielen uh even kyle rudolph to have you know all very good games for minnesota in that week one game but he didn't play last week and that just really threw a wrench into everything for minnesota uh i mean dalvin cook didn't really seem to do much either um dalvin cook should have scored yeah he should have robbed from that he scored he scored on that play that was that was a, a big turning point for for everything i feel like and you know he should have had a better day they called it back. He didn't. So, you know, I still think he'll be he'll be fine moving forward. Um, but you also got to just look at, at Bradford's health. If Bradford's not going to be out there on the field this week, which I'm thinking he might not be again, I, maybe they're going to wait it out and see if it's something where he can hopefully, uh, you know, just rest this week and not really – have to practice too much and, and give his knee a bit of a break. You know, he was, a, he was a limited participant today. So that, that does bode a little well for, for everything for him for playing. Um, but yeah, I, it definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and, and if he's out, you, you definitely have to downgrade digs and feeling um, Rudolph. I'd maybe slight downgrade, but you know, he, he's going to be, you know, like we say with tight ends in general, they they always seem to be these stopgap safety nets for uh, for these backup quarterbacks. So I, I'm okay with with Rudolph still, but that's going to be something to to keep an eye on. Uh, next thing we have lined up, I mean, well, well what, so what are your we'll, thoughts on Bradford? I mean, what do you what do you think about this situation so, in this this game this week? Let's go with that first. So I, I, I may have been the most pissed off person in the world that Bradford was randomly injured after like, there are not a whole lot of fantasy people playing fantasy football that care about Sam Bradford, right? Like even coming off of a gigantic performance in, against the saints. I mean, cause let's be real. It's the saints and we know they're terrible at defense, but do you remember that yeah. league that I drafted Andy Dalton in because everybody drafted backup quarterbacks before round nine and I got screwed. Yep. Uh, so Sunday at like 1130, I'm looking at my team and going, I do not want to start Andy Dalton. I do not want to say any, I do not want to start Andy Dalton. I looked at the, I looked at the free agent list. Bradford staring, staring me at the face. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I did it. I switched him out and I got a 28 point difference. It was a negative three from Dalton day. And it was a 25 point day from Bradford. It was the best switch I've ever made in my life in fantasy. And so I was so happy and I was like, all right, maybe I found it because the rest of my team is like ridiculously good. Um, So I'm sitting there going, all right, I'm going into week two, you know, like it's obviously a tougher matchup Pittsburgh on the road, but like, look, I'm, I'm feeling okay with it. You know, the, the offense looks solid. I mean, they look like they're in sync. They look good. 
I'm okay with it. Like I'm thinking at worst, I get like 15 points out of Bradford, right? Like, and that's good. That's fine with me. That's kind of all I need with this team is like a 15 point day out of my quarterback. Yeah. Now he's hurt. And I'm like, now what? Now what do I do? I have to go pick up Tyrod Taylor, who I know is going to be awful, right? I just did it anyway. Um, in hindsight, I should have picked up Trevor Simeon, but, I mean, who knew he was going to do that again? Um, yeah. We'll talk about that later, too. But, yeah, man, if if Bradford is not healthy, he, you know, limited participant again today, like you're saying, so that's sort of good news, but – if he doesn't play, this offense is bad. I mean, like, you can't rely on – I mean, Diggs and Thielen, they are, like, flex players at best. They may not even be flex players. Cook, I think, is still going to get a large workload because, look, the defense is still good enough to keep them in games to where they're not going to completely go away from Cook. And Murray's yeah. not getting any touches, so who cares? It's all Cook, right? Rudolph, as you said, is going to get a bunch of work still because Case Keenum is probably going to look his way a bunch. But, like, I mean, his offense is just going to straight-up struggle without Bradford there. I mean, Bradford actually looked like he knew how to play quarterback in the NFL for the first time ever in his life, it looked like, you know, in week one. So it's a big blow. I mean, I did, I did not, I did not pick him back up this week in that in that league I'm talking about. I did, I did snag Simeon because I mean I'm, I'm struggling. I mean I'm looking at like Trevor Simeon and I'm looking at like, I mean I'm looking at like Keenum and and you know guys like that. I mean it's it's bad in that league. There's just not a lot out there. So I mean maybe if Bradford comes back this week, maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll make the swap to Bradford instead of Simeon. But I don't know. I mean they're I feel like they're kind of the same at this point. So. I'll probably just stick with Simeon, but yeah, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, um, I mean, it's been such a crapshoot with some of these quarterbacks so far because Simeon, you know, even Bradford and Alex Smith. I mean, right. These are guys that you're dreading having to fall to you. <clears throat> if you're in a deep enough league or two quarterback league, and you're looking for like your, you know, third quarterback. Those are the guys you're targeting. Um, you know, Bradford maybe is second, but still, I mean, it, no, you put these games out, <laughs> not, and not you're like, started. <laughs> well, no, 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 not not. I mean, now if if you're looking for something, and and if he was healthy after that first game, I'm sure a ton of people were jumping on his, yep. his bandwagon after that. Um. But yeah, these guys put up crazy numbers, and you know they're kind of still doing. It. I mean, aside from Bradford, the other two are still doing it. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they do this week, um, and and how they play. But I, it's just hard for me to to wrap my head around the thought of having to go out and pick one of these guys up and and be confident mm-hmm. in starting them. Oh, I'm not confident in starting any of the guys I'm picking up off the waiver wire. I'm just hoping I get really lucky, and then Andrew Luck comes yeah. back in like week six or seven, and and I can just and I you know I can just stay with. I mean, look, I'm still two and zero oh, starting Sam Bradford and Tyrod Taylor. So <laughs> this is exactly what I was hoping for. I don't. Yeah. I can't ask for anything more than that. You know, like I just need to. I need to be. 500 or better by the time Andrew Luck comes back, and hopefully Andrew Luck is 80% of what Andrew Luck normally is, and then I'll be good to go, I think. So. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I think that's what a lot of people are doing too. They're just sitting and, and waiting on luck, but all right, well, let's move on to our next topic here. Um, you know, we talked about some, some big plays from quarterbacks. Well, let's, let's flip it around here and talk about more struggles from these top players. Um, I mean, you're looking at, at bell, you're looking at AJ green, you know, granted he's got, uh, I think Kevin, Zampezi or Zamprezi just got fired. His offensive coordinator just just mm-hmm. is out the door now. In, in two weeks, he's gone. Um, you know, Marvin Lewis is in there preaching to his whole team. You guys are sitting down here. It's you know you're looking around the room wondering what's going on. You know you're the reason that he's gone. You know we did this as a team. We 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 got him booted. He didn't do it. We did it. So, you know, I, I like the, the effect and, and the, you know, the going after it from Lewis, but hell man, he, he could be next. Uh, you know, he talks about you guys are going to be next. You might be looking around this locker room in, a, in another week or two and, and not be looking at the same faces that are sitting next to you right now because of, you know, the team effort or lack thereof that we're putting forward. Well, for whatever reason, Lewis has been – on the chopping block, I feel like forever. And then just he for whatever reason, he finds a way to not lose his job. But anyway, <clears throat> not here to talk about him. We're, we're talking about guys that you draft. Um, Doug Baldwin, you know, where, where have you been? Uh, I feel like the, the Seattle offense in general, you know, anybody not named uh, Chris Carson is, what's going on? Where are you? Um, you know, Richardson showed up and had a decent game. Now he's dealing with, you know, a ticky tech injury. Um, Wilson's been okay at best. Uh, you know, we, we've got Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. And somehow we're, I'm managing to still be two and oh, and now have taken over first place in my, my coworker league. Um, it's a two quarterback league. We have Wilson and Rivers and Cutler was our, our third option. Um might want to start we might, Cutler. We might <coughs> I was thinking about it. We might have to look at starting him this week. Um you know, Christian McCaffrey, like I said, he he's not doing much. I mean, what what do you what do you think of all these guys? I mean where where do you go with them? I mean, they're they're almost you know, especially with Green and Bell, you know, shit, and even Baldwin almost, you know, these were must start guys uh, based on their Absolutely. their draft status and where you picked them. And McCaffrey was kind of right there too, but I, I mean, yeah, I've seen different was reports. Round two guy, round three guy in a lot of leagues. I mean, I look, yeah, I'll start with him. You and I talked about him a lot on this show. I wanted nothing to do with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I was sort of buying into it a little bit at the very, very end. But at the same time, like, there's a reason why he is not on a single one of my six teams. I just liked so many more players way more around him. As soon as I saw Cook play in the preseason, as soon as Ware got hurt, I vaulted both of those rookies over him immediately. 
you know, I started putting a, bu- a bunch of guys above me. Like McCaffrey started dropping too, like in my rankings. So like I was sort of like getting, a, I was like, I was kind of excited about him, but I never really liked him. Like I think he had potential, but I didn't like the situation. Um, Cause I still just thought that Stewart was going to be too much into the mix. And it's exactly what's happening. Stewart is still the running back one. And and that's where you're you're getting burnt there, and you know McCaffrey's got, I mean yeah the nine receptions is awesome, seventy two yards fine, um, fifty seven rushing yards on twenty one attempts, that's not getting it done, and I mean look this is a, that's a good amount of work here, um. So maybe things start changing for him. Uh, But I mean, Jonathan Stewart's got 33 for 105. Like that's not great either, but that's kind of what you come to expect with Jonathan Stewart. I mean, like I think McCaffrey's still going to be at the end of the season, the best running back on that team fantasy wise, but I don't think he's ever going to see like, the massive workload that everybody thought he was going to get. I think him and Stewart are going to be pretty even when it comes to workload, at least for this beginning part of the season. And, you know, he's going to be a flex player right now. He's not going to be a running back too, like a lot of people thought. And that's just, that's just the way it's going to be right now with him. Um, I'm going to save green for last. I'll go to Baldwin Look, we see this every year from Seattle, man. They start out so terrible, and then something clicks with them, and I don't understand why it takes them so long. Maybe they need more reps in practice during the preseason. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, hopefully the emergence of Chris Carson, you brought him up, will make this offense a little better because I think them having a running game helps them so much more. You know, when they have a decent running game, Wilson's able to use the play action more. Baldwin can get open more. Um, but yeah, I mean, what Baldwin's doing right now isn't um, if you're in a PPR league, I think he's gotten you like 10 points and then like eight points. It's, it's definitely not what you're hoping, but you know, if you're in a, if you're in a, Standard league, I mean, you're looking at six and four. Uh, it's not it's not great. Uh, in the PPR league, he's gotten you 10 points both weeks. I didn't realize he got six receptions last week. They must have been kind of late. And I, yeah. uh, I stopped paying attention to him. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's not pretty. But, I mean, look, we've seen this from this offense again, time and time again with them. Um, you know, they, they get Tennessee this week. That's sort of difficult. But, look, then they get Indy. The Rams can be had. Then a bye week. Maybe after the bye week, they figure things out. Of course, they play the Giants, so that's going to be tough. I mean, look, they've got a tough schedule, honestly, man. They've got some tough corners coming up. You know, they get the Giants in week seven, Houston in week eight, Washington in week nine, who's showing they're not going to be like you can be totally, you can just totally abuse them in the secondary. I mean, Norman is playing great right now. But then Arizona, Atlanta will be had. You know, Jacksonville's pretty good. Like they've got they've got some tough defenses this year. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's just not gonna be his year, but I kinda I kinda ultimately think that Seattle will somehow figure it out like they always do. 
you know, the running game and that offensive line is really what it comes down to. And, you know, they'll just figure something out. They, they always seem to, but it's going to be slow going right now. Le'Veon Bell, you know, you mentioned, you know, these guys are must-start touch. Look, Le'Veon Bell is must-start. Yeah. Could, you have predict, could you have predicted this with Le'Veon Bell? Absolutely. The guy didn't show up to camp until the last week. So, of course, he's a little much, out of yeah. shape. I mean, he's out of, we see it every year. These guys that hold out, claim they're in great shape, you know, and then they come into camp and they're like, oh, wait, I was, like, working out. I wasn't playing football. Oh, this is way different. <laughs> it happens every year. He's like he's not getting hurt, you know, because we see that all, more often than anything, I feel like, is, you know, these guys hold out, they get hurt within the first couple of weeks because – they're just they're not used to doing this, and he can't just jump into football, you know, in into these live game situations and do this. Um, look, Bell's going to be fine. Um, I, you know, he'll probably come on real strong in the next few weeks. He they'll figure it out. AJ Green, this whole Cincinnati Bengals offense, dude, is atrocious. Like, look, when I dropped Dalton for Bradford, I was I really hesitated to do it. I just was like, I'm just not feeling it. And there was really no reason why. I just went, you know, Baltimore's a pretty good defense. Bradford is getting the Saints. I kind of just need to, like, I, I just went for the upside play because I had a good team otherwise. But I made the swap, and but wow, I did not expect four interceptions, no touchdowns that first week, and then no touchdowns the second week. I mean, what is going on? This This offense is just a complete mess. They don't know. You know, AJ Green's is getting like doubled. He's not even, they're not really throwing him the ball. Um, you know, Dalton's being really hesitant. You know, every time Dalton's got, or Green's got like, you know, an extra guy even close to him. Um, the running game, they need to just figure out which guy they want to go with. Is it going to be Mixon? Should be. Definitely not Hill. They're not. They're not really using Hill. They're starting Hill, but he's gotten the least amount of carries. And then you got Gio Bernard, who has his same Gio Bernard role, and he's been good in it. So my opinion, you get rid of Hill. What is he there for? He should be the backup. He should be the the guy who comes in when Mixon needs a breather, and just ride Mixon. Your offense has been total crap with this three-headed running back situation. Just put Mixon in there and let him go with it. And hopefully Bill Lazor is going to be the guy that's going to figure this out. Although, I'll be honest with you, like I'm not super excited about this, this coaching change. I mean, he – I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it was with Seattle. It was a quarterback season there – Quarterback coach there in what I don't even know what year. I didn't even say what year. That's awesome. Um, 2009 maybe. Because then yeah, he was with UVA, the offensive coordinator there. That's not a good resume builder. Yeah. <laughs> um, Way to go. Yeah, he was the Eagles quarterback coach alongside Chip Kelly. I mean, that wasn't great. The Dolphins offensive coordinator. In 2014, he fired a year and a half later, uh, and now he's with the Bengals. So, like, what? How did this? How did he get the offensive coordinator job after 
Ken Zampezi was fired. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is really an upgrade. I mean, maybe the only thing I can think is that, like I'm saying, is they'll just finally get their heads out of their asses and figure out that they just need to give the ball to their best players and stop screwing around here. That's the only saving grace for this team at this point is just use your best players. Stop screwing around with Jeremy Hill. Stop trying to get the ball to these other receivers. Tell Dalton to look at A.J. Green first every damn play. You don't have to throw the ball anywhere else. A.J. Green's the best guy on your team by a mile. Give him the ball. You know, like, whatever. Um, So that's my little rant. I just – had to get get that off my chest. <laughs> I'm not on AJ Green anywhere, but it, you know, I hate seeing these guys that you know I touted all off season. Like I was huge on AJ AJ Green. I was actually kind of mad I didn't get him in any of my leagues, and that's what happens. You know, he yeah. he just because his quarterback and his offensive coordinator and his defunct head coach for years now are just not getting the job done. So anyway, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I uh I I agree on on pretty much everything there. I mean, I just think Cincinnati is such a dumpster fire right now that I don't want to have any of these guys and you know, if Dalton doesn't figure out Oh yeah, I have AJ Green, who's one of the premier wide receivers in the league. I should probably throw him the ball, you know, twelve <laughs> times, you know, in the first quarter. Uh, I mean, what's the play, Coach? Go to Green. Okay, what's the play on second down? Go to Green. What's the play on third down? Eh, maybe we'll switch it up. Go to Green on the left side. Like, what? What the hell are you doing? I mean, the, the, the yeah. whole team is just. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, and I'm trying to think if uh, I, I feel like since he was in the playoffs last year, but they did their standard bow out in round one. Um, that that you know Marvin Lewis is the best coach at doing. You know, I mean that that's the best coaching job I've seen him do is how to lose in the first round of the playoffs every goddamn year. But yeah. Pretty much. I mean, he's got that down pat. Um, but he needs yeah, to take that philosophy and not put it in for, for weeks one, two, three, four. He, he's got to go back to whatever he was using beforehand to get him to those playoffs. But, yeah, I, I think that that team is just such a mess. I mean, Le'Veon, you're not benching him. I don't care how bad he's been. Um you don't bench a first round draft pick unless his name, unless his name's David Johnson and he's on IR. Uh, uh, you know, dude. and what Can was, what was the percentage of people who started Zeke last week Ooh. versus the percentage of people who own him? Pretty sure it was dead on the exact same number. There was yeah, probably people that's... that don't own him that somehow found a way to start him because he's Zeke and look what he did. Nothing. Yeah, he did was, absolutely that was, nothing. That was a that's, rough that's game, why man. I had to I had to title the show the way that I did because I mean I mean it was a little play on, you know, gutter humor, but 
that's can, can what, I just say, what, can I just say something a minute about uh, David Johnson? Yes. The first time in my life I have ever gotten the first round pick in any fantasy league. I've never ever had the first pick yes, in any have. league I've ever. No, I, I've had the second pick before. I've never had the first pick. I'm pretty sure you had first pick in one of our baseball leagues. I don't think so because I've never owned Trout. Never have I ever owned Trout. Um, so I don't know. Finally, anyway, go on. Finally, I get the first round pick, and not only do I get it in one league this year, I get it in two leagues this year, and I'm going, yeah, I got David Johnson. Oh, and then the Jovan luck hits, and my best player gets injured, week one. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I, I did think... something to piss off somebody in the fantasy world, and it's—I don't know what I did, but I—I—I'm like paying for it for the last two years, three years in football, two years in baseball have just been miserable for me when it comes to injuries. <laughs> I, I feel like, and not to, to totally go off subject, but I remember I was telling you earlier this week about my travesty of a loss on the last day of the two-week playoff in my baseball league. And it was the uh, it was me versus the top team. Away, sc- scrapped, clawed, got there. I think I finished as the fourth seat. A friend of the show, Tyler Thompson and fantasy six pack uh, writer was that I, I would give him JD Martinez for Gary Sanchez in the fantasy six pack keeper baseball. Oh, right. Yes. And then, then I felt horrible because JD goes down with the injury, you know, before the season even starts. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, I hate to be that guy that just trades. And then it's like, boom, the guy you just traded gets injured and it totally screws the other guy. Well, joke was on me because my team was shit there too. But Sanchez ends up getting injured himself. So, okay, you know, karma came back and... and... Oh, AJ, we are... Uh, you are cutting in Oh, I said karma was not done with me with the J.D. Martinez fiasco because the number one guy had him. Am I am I coming through okay now? You are. Okay. Now we lost his. Uh, <laughs> I there? You like cut out for like five second clips. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I, I know, dude, my, I know I what you're gonna say to do so, my show me, somewhere else. Yeah, let me. So, let me I'm just I'm just gonna finish the story for you because I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah. JD Martinez is going off for this like 40 home run binge once he gets to to uh, Arizona, and yeah, it's yeah. a big kick in so the butt anyway. for you. So yeah, All but right, I found a way to come back, and then I still lost. But <laughs> either way, <Okay>. football. <clears throat> so let's let's move on to just some of these other injuries. Um, I, I I don't want to talk about baseball. <laughs> So no, I'm, done. I'm done with baseball right now. 
<laughs> we, you know, aside from all these tight ends, uh, oh. I mean, you had OBJ who was already dealing with something and injured, and then he ends up playing, but not very well. Uh, I mean, was he more of a decoy for this game? I, I mean, why was he even playing? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, uh, he looked like he was cutting pretty well, but I mean, God, the Giants, the Giants look about as bad as the Bengals do. I mean, it's I don't know what to think. I mean, it for them it's offensive line. I mean, Eli is just back there like, oh my God, 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 like he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get hit, and then boom, it happens. Like he gets hit, so. I don't know. And then Brandon Marshall just looks like he forgot how to play football. I mean, what? That I have no idea what's going on there. Like that's I didn't expect Brandon Marshall to be awesome this year, but I expect him to be better than this. He's got almost zero points in the first two weeks. I mean I think yeah, I think I think Odell Beckham's gonna be fine in the long run. I mean, if you got him, you're using him. I mean, that's all there is to it. So um yeah, but at least he played. You know, he was talking it was gonna be like a six to eight week injury. You know, that's so. At least he played. You gotta you gotta be happy if happy if you own him there. Yeah, yeah. So the next guy we had listed here, the next pair of guys is the Green Bay receivers, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Um, now, this was kind of almost opposite ends of spectrum too. Jordy went out in the first series, I believe, and then never came back. Yep. Um, Cobb, I think, went out towards the end of the game at least. So that helps your fantasy teams a little bit for last week, but not so much for this week. I mean, what uh, the last I heard on Jordy is he's 50-50. I mean, I know what that means, but there, there's <laughs> nothing coming out on him at all. It's, well, it's, like, it's like Bill Belichick well, is running the injury – role for for Green Bay right now. Yeah, so actually they just, you know, they released something around 8 o'clock, I'm reading now. Uh, I guess like the practice report came out and he practiced um, in full today and he expects to play this week. So that's that's really good news for Jordy Nelson owners. Um, You always worry about, you know, him coming back a little too quickly, but you know, look, if he's going to come out, he's going to play. Jordy's a pretty tough guy. As far as Cobb, yeah, he they're calling it a chest. I thought it was a shoulder, chest. That's weird. Um, Cobb's listed with a chest injury despite undergoing an MRI on his shoulder. So I, that's that's new. I did not know about that. So <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that one. Um, but he did not practice today. So that's kind of a shame because, look, Cobb looked awesome the, the first couple of weeks. Like He looked like the Randall yeah. Cobb we all remember. And, you know, I got him in the dice league, so I was really happy. I was like, oh, man, because my wide receiver core is atrocious in that league. And so I was, you know, really happy to get, you know, a Randall Cobb back and maybe be able to use him every week. Uh, but it looks like it's not going to happen for him this week it is would be my guess at this point. But we will have to keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Um the guy that gets the immediate upgrade is Geronimo Allison. And um, 
And so am I, am I using him? Probably not, but if you're totally desperate in like a really deep league, like I, I would kind of look his way. He's going to get an immediate upgrade if one of these two guys does not play. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think this situation definitely hurts because it's it's not one of their receivers. It's two of them. I mean, it it, it should give a boost to Adams as well, but I think oh yeah, Allison, well absolutely. I mean, that's, that's yeah, but. yeah. But Allison, I, I mean, in in his limited appearances of what he's done last year, and I mean, I like the guy. I think he's got yeah, talent he's been, and. Yeah, he's been good. I just and, and you know, it's probably Green Bay just seems right to now. find these all of these, you know, receivers. They have like fifty of them on their fifty three man roster. It's crazy. So definitely look for, for Allison. Um I don't think Jordy would go and I'm hoping that you know, they're looking at this schedule and saying, Ah, oh, we got Cincinnati. I, I hope they're not overlooking Cincinnati, but I hope that they play it a little smart and then they, they let the guys rest and, and get better. Um, another, uh, another big name here. We got DeMarco Murray. Um, you know, Derek Henry was, was on my, I don't, I don't know if I could really call him a sleeper list, but one of my later round um, targets in my drafts, because I knew DeMarco had, injury history and Henry showed up last year and played really well, you know, when DeMarco was injured or, or when they just decided, Hey, we're going to let Henry control the the game a little bit and we're going to give Marco just a breather. Um, and he once again proved that this week. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on DeMarco here? Are you worried about him? Are you whatever, you know, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I honestly am a little worried about him. You know, I think he was dealing with this hamstring injury during the preseason. Um, didn't look great in week one, but wasn't terrible either. I mean, he only got 12 carries, but, um, you know, but, Henry looked like, as you said, Henry looked really good after spelling him for the the injury this week. Um, you know, you've got to, you've got to hope that maybe just the Titans are just playing it safe with him, and you know it's early in the season. They've got a good backup running back, so they can just rely on him for a week and and just let Murray get healthy. Um, I'm not going out there and cutting him yet, but, you know, I, I may – I have downgraded Murray even if he is going to play this week, especially playing a Seattle defense. So, um, I, I, I am I am a little worried about Murray, honestly. Yeah. All right. Uh, next guy we got here, another running back, is uh, Jordan Howard. Um, I mean – Everybody was all over the the Tarek Cohen bandwagon, you know, coming into week two as it was because of his week one performance when when Howard was pretty much healthy. Um, And now he's not healthy. And at this point, I would assume most people have already picked up Cohen uh, after after week one. If not, 
and he's still for some reason sitting on your your waiver wire, go grab him now. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and somebody probably already did, but <laughs> I mean, what what are we what are we thinking here for Howard? Well, you know, he did practice today, limited. He's got the shoulder injury. I mean, I don't. I really don't know what to think with this. I mean, like, Cohen is getting a lot more work than I thought he would initially. Even though I kind of liked Cohen as like a sleeper, kind of, you know, he was the pass catching back. Like, kind of knew that coming out of the preseason. Um, but did I expect them to give him as much work as they are? Not even close. Uh, I still thought Howard was just going to just run away with the, the primary job here. Um, but he hasn't looked good. I mean, in his time running, 2.7 yards a carry? Gross. So, yeah. it it's weird. It's like, it's like this happens every year in Chicago. Somebody, you know, somebody has like a breakout season the year before they come in and then it's just you know they come in the next year and then they suck and so they get replaced by the new guy um so you know it's happened with langford it's happened now with you know looking like it might happen with howard i'm not giving up on him but it's it's definitely you know he's there's a bit of a red flag next to him in my book and Thankfully, I didn't get him in any league. Um, you know, I just never was in a position to draft him. Not that I didn't want him. I liked him a lot coming into the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his injury isn't helping anything. You know, hopefully he comes back and he'd be effective again um, and we can get the Jordan Howard that we all saw last year because he was awesome going down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, he really was. I mean, I, I feel like he was probably a, a high percentage of – being on teams that made the championship or won the championship um, just because of his play. Um, so now we got fat Rob Kelly. Um, <laughs> I mean, your, your Redskins here are, are falling apart uh, at the seams yeah. here. So what are, what are, what are we looking at with Kelly here? I mean, what, what's, what's his prognosis? What's, what's he going to do? I mean, limited in practice, rib injury. Um, looks like it's a little minor. You know, it's it's more minor than they thought. Like initially, it was thought it was a fractured rib. So now that it's just, you know, just a rib bruise, I guess is what they're saying. Um, it, it's painful, but I guess he's expected to play against the Raiders. Um, so that does knock down some Ajay Perrine and uh, Chris Thompson's uh, stock a little bit, although Thompson's been amazing these first couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Perrine was supposed to be, you know, get a big boost. He was a big waiver wire guy this, this week. Uh, I still think he kind of is because you never know if Kelly's just going to get hit the wrong way and then he gets knocked out of the game or, or something. You know, you just never know there. Um, but, I mean, look, Kelly's been good. I mean, a 4.9 yard per carry average. Uh, he's just not getting touchdowns. But, uh you know, he's he's running well right now, and that's really good to see for this Redskins offense. You know, that's something they haven't had since that first year with RG3. It's a good running game. 
Yeah, that's true. They they really haven't. So, you know, I, I like the upside of Thompson. I still think he's going to be more of the, the passing down guy um, and, and the, you know, the, the Perrine, a break guy. But he's he's been really good. I mean, he's been a, a huge, uh, huge player for that offense so far, um, and really the only one that that I've really seen so far. So we'll see. I, I, I do like uh, Perrine's upside this week, though. Um, Corey Davis, uh, receiver for Tennessee, he is also injured now. Um, it's been I ruled mean, out. Yeah, he, he's already. already He's already out this week. Um, you know, obviously in a dynasty league, you're just benching him and waiting. Um, maybe keeper leagues in general too, but you know, is he, is he going to be someone you're you're looking at cutting at this point? Yeah, I mean, it all depends. You know, if, the, if there's, I'm not just going to cut him to grab somebody who's healthy. You know, if if I can if I can keep a hold if I can hold on to him. You know, for a couple of weeks, and it doesn't hurt me. You know, it, it's going to be when those bye weeks start, in like what week five or whatever it is, uh, that that he's going to be one of those first cut candidates if he's if he's not back and healthy. But you know, he's been good so far. I mean, seven catches for seventy three yards. Um, you know, you, you kind of wish the yardage was a little higher than that with seven receptions. But yeah, you know, he he's been pretty good. You just have to hope that this hamstring injury does not linger. Um, so. So yeah, I mean he he looks good though, man. He he definitely looks all like he is ready. Yeah. All right, let's run through some waiver pickups real quick. Uh, we already kind of touched on some of these guys. Um, running backs. Uh, again, you're looking at Chris Carson. He was kind of popular going into last week, but you know I feel like this was the really one uh, the week that he was really targeted. Uh, uh, Samaje Perrine, um, Javoris Buck Allen for the Ravens. Um, he, yep. He's coming off a huge game. Um, you know, they're and going out Terrence to London. West is, and Terrence yep. West is banged up. Uh, he did not practice today. We forgot to put him on there. Uh, but, yeah. you know, he's got a thigh injury. So, Buck Allen looking like he's going to have a big workload. He was already playing more than, than Terrence West. So, I kind of think that the Buck Allen – Honestly, in my opinion, after Carson, and it's close, I may put Buck Allen first on my list of guys you want to pick up above Carson, but I kind of have Carson there first, and yeah. then Buck Allen, and then Perrine. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really a, a 1A, 1B for me, too, because, you know, if you get one of them, great. If you somehow manage to get both of them, even better. But, you know, the, they're both going to be – you know, looking at, at lots of playing time coming coming up, I think. Um, wide receiver, we've got uh, Jermaine Curse from the Jets. He's He's been really good for them. Um, seems like him and McCown have a nice, uh, nice chemistry going on, um, which has pretty much left Robbie Anderson, you know, out as, as he was last year. Nobody knew who he was until he popped in in, what, week 13, 14, something like that. Um, you're looking at, uh, Higgins as well. Um, Richard Higgins from Cleveland yeah. with, uh, another guy we left off the injury list. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to leave Higgins oh, yeah. here for the, uh, waiver pickups. 
you know, Corey Coleman out for the year now. He got surgery on that wrist um, or hand. I'm, I'm getting that wrong. I, I had it up and for some dumb reason, closed it hand um, broken hand. So he's out for the year. Higgins got 11 targets last week. Kenny Britt looks a, just like a complete disaster this year. It's funny. I want to make fun. I'm going to make fun of Keenan real hard on this show. Do you remember he like lost his mind when he got snaked on Kenny Britt in our fantasy six pack draft? And everybody, I, and everybody, and everybody's like, dude, if Kenny Britt's going to make or break a team, like you got bigger problems. And I, I believe, <laughs> I believe the words were you're dead to me was, was what was thrown out at, at oh, Kevin. Oh, Will. Yeah. Was it Kevin the dead to me because he took Kenny Britt from him. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know if, if I'd uh, even have a problem of, of somebody prying Kenny Britt from my dead hands at this point and, and giving me a piece of bread in a pair of cleats, because that would probably put up more targets and points than Kenny Britt at this point. Um, Somebody want to give so, me a nice pair of cleats for Kenny Britt, man. I'd do it. I own him in a league. Oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'll go right down to the old uh, Played Against Sports. I'll find me a nice pair that smells real ripe for you, and we'll make this deal happen. Nice, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Rashad Higgins, he definitely uh, – definitely He's a big flyer pick. I um, mean, like – Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's a guy – like, if, if you got some dead weight on your bench – Pick him up, see what can happen. You never know. I mean, look, Terrell Pryor was good for Cleveland last year. Who knows? Yeah. You know, sometimes these garbage teams get, you know, just if there's enough volume going to a guy, he's valuable, especially in PPR. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, so then uh, next next position here, we'll just touch on quarterback. We already talked about Trevor Simeon. Um, and, and what he's done so far, you know, he, he's worth worth an ad at this point, especially if you're looking for someone, you know, to fill in a bye week if you're kind of questioning your main quarterback. But definitely he, like he him. Gets, he gets Buffalo this week, who their defense is okay, but it's still Buffalo. Then he gets yeah. Oakland, who can definitely be thrown on. Then he gets a bye, and then he gets the Giants. All right, so those, you know, two kind of – Whatever weeks, then the Chargers though, man, like he's got he's got some tasty matchups, uh, so you know he might be able to to do some damage here for teams. But I'm riding this week mainly because I don't have a whole lot of other choices. But hey, the number two quarterback in league right now, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's been good. And then uh, we'll finish out here with yet again the tight end talk. Um, I mean, you're looking at, at Jason Witten, who has been Number very one tight end in fantasy. Look, he's not he's not available in leagues anymore. Um, I mean, no. he's 81 percent owned in ESPN. Uh, he's probably owned heavily, even heavier in all other on all other sites because ESPN always seems to be a little behind the eight ball for some reason. Um, I snagged him in a league that the league I have Graham in. Yeah, that's the league I got Jason Witten in. So, I uh, I had to use I had to use my number one waiver claim on Jason Witten because I guess that's worth it. That's that's but the I was reason like, you have a, way, a number one waiver. Like that's 
okay, it's not something you're just going to sit on and be like, well, I could have done it here. I could have done it here. I mean, that's a perfect. Yeah, um, I mean, I got Graham. I, you know, I may not have done it if Graham was healthy, but, uh, you know, like if he's going to continue to see the targets he's going to get, he's going to be valuable in my PPR league. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, so we got Witten. We've got uh, Ben Watson, who I mentioned earlier, very quiet in week one. I don't even know if he had a catch. He might have had a target. I don't think he did. I don't even did. think he did. I don't think he had a target because it was Joe Flacco's first game back. He was still kind of, you know, nursing his back. And they just had no reason not to run the ball on Cincinnati. Um, so that was that worked out. But Watson had a real nice game uh, last mm-hmm. week. And, you know, he was targeted a bunch of times. He, and he broke off a Nine couple times. of, like, 20, 20 plus yard receptions. Um, I mean, I, I looked, I liked Watson coming into the year and, and I like him even more now after picking him up and benefiting from, from him last week. Um, looking at Charles clay is another option. He's been pretty solid so far for, for Buffalo and, you know, Zay Jones really hasn't stepped up yet to, to take on a bigger role in that offense. I think that's coming. I also think that he needs to control the drops. I believe I read somewhere that he had a drop right uh, oh, at the end of the God. game last the week game that, so that could have set them up for field goal position, and and then he he flubbed it. So that that sucks, but he's going to learn from that, and he's going to be better. But, you know, I, Clay's yeah, I still a big part. Game. I yeah. watched that game. Dude. That was a brutal drop. It was a little behind him, but it was – I think it was more of a misplay by Zay Jones. Like it was just a yeah. weird, like he was falling down and reaching back yep. for it. It was like, what are you doing to stand up and catch the ball? Tyrod was like irate, dude. He was so pissed. Um, I would have been like a 45 yard gain, like put him on like the five yard line. It would have been perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. So, yeah, Clay, yeah, that's right. Clay's it would have been gonna, goal line, not, not field goal. Yeah, line. Clay, Clay's gonna, Clay's gonna see targets. Cause the offense just isn't good. I mean, and they've got to find a way to spread the ball around so that defenses don't just go, all right, we're going to stop McCoy. I don't care if you throw it to this guy. Like, because yeah. McCoy did nothing last week. And if that's probably going to continue until they figure out that they can throw to somebody else. Um, but, yeah. And don't be scared off by Denver this week with Charles Clay either. They're not awesome against tight ends. <laughs> Uh, they proved it last year. They were able to get passed on against tight ends, and it's happening again this year. Um, tenth most yards against tight ends already. So I know this is two games, but it's, it's carrying over from last year. Same thing. Yeah. Um, and then the last guy I added on here was uh, was Kobe Fleener. Uh, you know, maybe this is finally his year to, to start clicking with Drew yeah. Brees. Uh, I mean, he's he's had two good games so far, um, so I, I think it's definitely uh, he's definitely someone to to try to go after if you're if you're hurting with one of these other injuries um, and you need a guy. I mean, he's he's only owned in thirty five and a half percent of of ESPN leagues right now, so I feel like he yeah. is owned in every one of my leagues. But I mean, he had five receptions, fifty four, and a touchdown in week one, and three for 33 and a touchdown against new England last week. Um, yep. You know, Carolina has been really good against the tight end this year. I mean, 
but they played San Francisco and then they played right, Buffalo. Nobody. So I know <laughs> we were just and we were just pumping up Charles Clay, but it, you know, that was just a, a knockdown game. So um you know, I give him a, a little bit of a, a pass maybe this week, but you may need to get him now in order to benefit from him later. Yep. Um, so that pretty much wraps up our, our week two. I mean, we kind of dragged that out a little longer than planned <laughs> probably because I'm running the show, but we'll uh, we'll go ahead and look into to week three here and we'll just try to, to wrap this up quick. Um, highest scoring fantasy games and lowest scoring fantasy games. Um, I'll just rip off both of mine right now. I, I, there's a couple of, of highest scoring fantasy games I really like, but the one that I'm pinpointing here is is KC at uh, the LA Chargers. Um, I, I mean, we've seen what KC's done to New England. Uh, they had a really solid game against the Eagles, and it, you know. I picked Kansas city to win that game. It, it hurt me to do it, but I felt that they were going to win that game. You know, it, it just had too much stacked against the Eagles, but they came back and they, they almost, they almost tied it up at the end there. So, you know, Casey is, is looking really strong this year. You got Kareem hunt running all over the place. Um, Alex Smith, who we talked about, you know, Kelsey had a huge game against the Eagles. Um, so, I think that their offense is going to keep clicking and their defense you know, f- probably felt a little bit of the, the loss of Eric Berry last week, but you know, that, that could come into play again this week with Phillip rivers and, and all of his, you know, various targets and weapons that he has on the outside with Benjamin and Gates and Henry and Allen um, and Williams. So yeah, I, I think, I think that's just going to be a really good game. The other one I was thinking was was Detroit and Atlanta, but yeah, my guy too. That that one I can kind of see just turning into a really defensive game. Uh, I mean, it, it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be really high scoring and no defense at all, or I think the defenses are going to come up big and and just find a way to shut down, you know, all that offensive power. So it, it, it'll be interesting. But I went with the other one. And I'm going to stick with uh, the other L.A. team here uh, as my lowest scoring fantasy game and go with the Rams at San Fran in tomorrow night's game. Part of the reason I'm picking this is because it's a Thursday night game, and I feel like these games have just been, aside from week one, that was a really good game. But last week's game was just very meh, low scoring. I mean, the team, the teams are tired. You know, the the best part about last week's game was Houston getting getting Watson in and, and having him, you know, show what he can do with that scamper touchdown at the uh, end of the first half, I believe it was. And then the, the other best part of the game was J.J. Watt just flat out crushing the guy on the last play of the game where they were doing their shoots and ladders and who wants to hold the ball now and whatever. And it... it Somebody threw it to a lineman and Watt just leveled the guy, and it was great. So, anyway, those are my two games. I, I just think it's it's not great offenses. Um, decent defense in L.A. San Fran held their own against Seattle, but we talked about their woes. So, go ahead. Yeah. 
So my highest scoring game, the one that, that I'm targeting, especially in like DFS for some stacks, is, is probably the Redskins and and the Raiders. Uh, the Sunday night game, um, I'm just, you know, both offenses are good. Both defenses are, are pretty mediocre. It, it actually, I'm pretty sure, and I didn't even look these up beforehand, it has the highest over-under of the week. There's a lot of low-scoring over-unders this week. A bunch of, like, 40s and 39s and – it's ugly out there this week. So, um, I mean, this could be a really low scoring fantasy week all around. Although we've seen it in the past where games are like this. And then all of a sudden, like it takes 180 points to win the week. Um, so who knows my lowest, my lowest game this week is the Colts and Browns. I mean, I thought, I thought about taking the Jags and the Ravens just cause it's over in, in, um, ugh, where is it? London this week. Or, yeah. Um, so that's a yep. you know, 9.30 a.m. kickoff Foggy game. Foggy London Town. Um, yeah, I thought about taking that one, man, but I don't know. Browns and Colts. Ugh. I went – if this one – if this one's on TV anywhere, like I may turn off Red Zone when they turn this game on. But I'm hoping this is going to be one of those games <laughs> where it's like, you know, you get you get what's-his-name who, who does the – and they're like, who does the Red Zone, and he constantly would be like, I know some of you were asking me on Twitter about this game, and you know this week is going to be. I know some of you asking me this week about the Browns and the Colts, and honestly, the reason why we're not showing it because there's nothing happening, and I'm hoping yeah. it's that game because, like, I just ew, I don't want to watch it. It's just yeah. two awful teams playing. Um, so yeah, those are my two games. All right, all right. Well, let's roll off our sleepers and busts here. So my quarterback sleeper, I'm actually going to bring him back up again. I was just talking about him, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Um, he, he got his opportunity last week, and, you know, albeit it was against a, a weak team, but um, I, I really think that he can make something happen against New England. We've obviously seen them be susceptible two quarterbacks this year, um, which is, is very un-New England-like, but I like Watson's upside this week. Um, I'm going with uh, Mr. Chris Johnson from Arizona as my running back sleeper. Now that could, you know, this kind of has an asterisk because Arians hasn't flat out defined him as the starter this week, but he outplayed Kerwin Williams uh, last week and you know, I think it's going to be more of the same this week. Uh, Dallas just got absolutely torn apart by CJ Anderson in Denver last week. Um, so I really like, uh, I really like Johnson's upside this week, assuming he is the starter. And and honestly, even if he's not, he's still going to end up getting touches and, and being involved. Um, my receiver is the, the guy that you brought up, um, in the uh, well that you had listed down in in our waiver pickups, uh, Mr. Higgins from Cleveland. I mean, you said it. The guy got a ton of targets, and Coleman is out. Uh, Britt is garbage. So, <laughs> I mean, he's the guy that they want to throw to. I think him and, and Kaiser are going to get a, a good relationship and and trust level going. Um, you know, even more so than they already have. And, uh, you know, I, I agree that Brown's Colts game's not going to be all that intriguing, but I think Higgins can, um, you know, can, can really step up and shine again. 
So who you got as your sleepers? So my sleeper quarterback here is Mr. Jay Cutler. Um, and I am sort of advocating you putting him in over Wilson this week, but I don't know. That's that, that, that would take a little more. I'm all for it. And all uh, I have to do is convince one of the other two managers <laughs> and then we'll have the vote. So two managers, what uh, three managers, well, it's three. It, yeah. So it's me and my, my company president and who used to be my boss in, in our office. And then our, our other estimator in our office. Hmm. It's like a Terrazzo league. So it's, right. it's teams from across the country. So, all right. Anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, look, Cutler looked, looked solid last week. He wasn't great. Um, but you know, this week he does get the, the fearsome jets. So let's, let's see what he can do against them. And then, I mean, dude, I might pick him again next week, man. He's got the saints. So maybe two weeks in a row, I'll, I'll pick Jay Cutler here. Um, yeah. a sleeper running back, dude, I am just praying that the offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor, figures it out and gives Joe Mixon the ball. So I'm picking Joe Mixon as my sleeper running back because of course, He's a little down the rankings, as he should be, because he hasn't gotten the workload that he should. Hill and Gio Bernard are still getting a ton of touches. Not a ton, but enough that he's not a worthy running back to use right now. So I'm thinking, finally, they're going to figure it out and give Joe Mixon the ball. And then, as I'm going to pick on New Orleans next week, most likely, I'm going to pick on him this week, especially with Greg Olson out. And I'm going to say that Funchess is going to be the direct beneficiary of the Greg Olson injury. And we're going to see him get way more targets this week against a really terrible New England, the New Orleans secondary. And Funches is going to have a good week. Yeah, I I like that call a lot. I think Funches is definitely going to be the beneficiary. Uh, This is his time to shine. So, and and Benjamin is dealing with a little – Injury of sorts, too. I know he was listed as questionable um, today, I believe. So I don't have it right in front of me. But all right, let's move on to the busts here. Um, uh, I know we just talked about Funchess, and I and it was also pumping him up. But I'm actually going with Cam Newton as my bust here. Um, that's fair, yeah, though. That's fair, though. I mean, he's ranked really, really high this week because he's playing New Orleans. So that's fair. Yeah, and and I just I'm not I'm not buying into it. I think, you know, I think Newton's been okay, but you know he's still dealing with this shoulder issue, this ankle issue. He was a limited, you know, participant in today's practice. I feel like that's pretty much that's his that's going to be his his standard for practice for this entire year. Um, you know, they want to do everything they can to keep that that surgically repaired shoulder intact and and... did you see the overthrow he had of McCaffrey in the front corner of the end zone like he threw like four feet over his head I don't think I saw that one but wide open touchdown to Christian McCaffrey and he chucked it over his head it was like oof and that dude we talked about that all off season two how he's bad at the short passing game and man it is it is happening. Maybe it's his injury and he's a little rusty because he got no reps in the preseason, but I mean, that was bad. 
So, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel you on Cam Newton. But I mean, yeah, I just, I'm just not looking. I mean, he, he had under 200 yards in, in game one against San Fran on the road. He still had two touchdowns, but he threw an interception. Um, and then last week he, he didn't have any turnovers, but he also didn't have any touchdowns and he only had 228 yards. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, there's just nothing there. You know, I, I'd, I'd much rather have somebody else, you know, I'd much rather have Simeon. Um, so my, my running back, uh, speaking of Denver is, is, uh, Mr. Slim Shady. Um, I, I mean, we saw what Zeke didn't do against Denver and I think Shady will definitely have a better game than that, but I would not be surprised one bit to see Shady get shut down pretty, pretty handily, uh, against Denver this week. Um, my receiver bust, I'm actually going with Mr. Mike Evans. Um, Tampa's at, at uh, Minnesota this week. And, you know, Minnesota's been okay against, you know, they're, they're actually in the lower third uh, of, you know, a, against wide receivers. But the number one receiver for New Orleans, who I'm anointing as Michael Thomas, did not have a good game against them. Mm-mm. And Antonio Brown did not have a good game against them. Uh, I believe it's Xavier Rhodes is the guy's name, the, the corner that they have, um, or maybe he's the safety that is is you know on par with shutting these receivers down. But yeah, I just don't I don't like Evans this week as a number one. Um, so I, I think it'll be, you know, more of the same for, uh, for Minnesota, you know, trying to shut down their, their number one, uh, the, the opponent's number one receivers. Um, yeah, Xavier Rhodes is the, the cornerback. Yep. I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, 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 you're, you're, yeah, you're right there. Yeah. All right. So mine, um, my bust is going to be Phillip Rivers this week, um, I know you like that Kansas City Chargers game, but dude, Rivers hasn't looked great against Kansas City the last few years, and um, I'm just—I mean, it, he'll be—he'll be a high volume, but it's—I don't think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. So, you know, you might get like 250 yards out of him, but you might have like two picks, like maybe a touchdown. Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty mediocre day for Rivers. Um, I don't like Fournette this week. Um, you know. A, it's that London game. B, the, the Ravens just look ridiculously good on defense. Um, so well, I, I don't like Fournette. They're, <laughs> yeah, the, they're they're yeah, like I, the Ravens of old right now. I mean, yeah, they're, no kidding. They're um, real good. Yeah, I don't like Fournette. I mean, how many interceptions and fumbles did Bortles have last week against Tennessee? I mean, what a joke that game was in the first half. Uh, so yeah, I mean Fournette gonna Fournette like might sneak a touchdown in but you know I've 40 yards man for Fournette like that's what I'm guessing here um and then Dez um you know they're getting um ugh, why am I blanking on who they're playing I, I wrote it down initially but I lost it Arizona uh, they're at Arizona yeah I mean 
Arizona's defense is good, man. Like I, you know, I know Arizona isn't overall good, a good team, but you know, Des is gonna get, you know, Patrick Peterson or somebody like that shadowing him around the whole field. So it's not gonna be good. Des does not look like he's got the explosiveness he did in, in the past. So I'm looking for a down game from him. I'm just gonna roll here with our streaming defense. I'm going to go with the obvious one, the Dolphins. They're playing the Jets. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just do it. Yeah. I did uh, I in mean, three leagues. <laughs> just to kick back real quick, I mean, Arizona's rating against opposing wide receivers is bad, but it's because of that first game against Detroit where they got torched for three touchdowns, 245 yards. Last year, they only had 98 yards, no touchdowns. But again, it was Indy. So, I agree, though. I think that that they're, uh, you know, they're going to shut them down pretty well. My defense here, I'm going with the hometown team. Well, my old hometown, Philly, against the Giants. Giants are crap. You know, these are always tough games, and they could go one way or the other, you know, very easily with, you know, one or two plays, changing things around. I was I was almost leaning towards the Giants defense on this, but they're, they're a little more heavily owned. So I think Philly can, uh, can come through and have a nice game um, coming back home. So if they're out there and, and you're looking for D help, go for it. All right. So I'm going to finish up here. Got a couple tweets this week from uh, first one from the old favorite from the show super 12 joe initially i know that initially this trade was he was gonna get i think it was he was going to trade parker for mixon or something like that and i was like yeah go ahead and do it um but now he's gonna have to trade terrence west and Devonte parker for mixon and cobb and I've, I'm still all for it at this point. I'm still, look, you're going to get Mixon, who I tend to believe his stock is going to go up. Um, Cobb, if he did not, it doesn't sound like he has a severe injury, but, you know, Cobb looks good. So I, I'm all for it. I, I think going from West to Mixon is uh, is almost a no-brainer at this point. Yeah. I, I do like it. I think, you know, West is already dealing with the injury, and if Allen continues to shine like he has, he's going to overtake West, I think. Um, I mean, he's definitely stronger in the passing game, um, whereas West is stronger rushing. But, I mean, if he's going to put up points and, and be dynamic, I like it. So um, you, you're getting rid of, uh, you know, you, you do lose Parker and, and his upside, but. Yeah, if Cobb's healthy, he's he's been awesome, and I touted him uh, going into the year. I think he was one of my bold predictions or whatever it was him. He's going to outplay Devontae Adams this year, assuming he's healthy. So I'm still I'm still all in on that. The second question we've got here is from somebody new, uh, AJDLFC93, um, and I promise this is not a shadow account of AJ Applegarth. Um, no, this is not. 
if anybody if if anybody gets the uh, Kevin Durant joke there. Um, <laughs> so who on who on the waiver wire would you start a QB this week? Uh, I think we kind of already answered that. Um, yeah, this is a hard question to actually answer because we don't know what your waiver wire looks like. But you know, guys like Cutler. Guys like Trevor Simeon, if he's still available, you know, guys like that are the ones I would immediately go after. Um, I don't know if you've got anybody else kind of down your list here that you're looking at. I mean, potentially a Joe Flacco, but I'm not really loving that. Um, yeah, not not loving Flacco away. He's still dealing with the injury. You know, Carson Palmer is still only owned in 19.4% of the ESPN league. He's looked bad. He has looked bad, but he's only got one touchdown in both games, three interceptions, or four interceptions total. But he threw for over 330 yards against Indy. He threw for 268 at Detroit. He's coming home against a, you know, a bad Dallas team. So I do like his upside, but I like some of the other guys better. Alex Smith is even, you know, lowly owned, eh, still below 50%. But, yeah, there's definitely other options. Yeah. All right, well, we are about out of time, so I'm just going to call it here. Everybody, good luck in week three, and hit us up on Twitter if you need some help. Have a good week, and see you all next week. All right, good luck in week three. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs>